1: It's Elaine Starling, and I have a huge treat in store for you. I read a lot of books, like four or five a week. I eat them like popcorn, and every once in a while, I come across a book that is just so thought-provoking and so magnificent and so unique that I decided I really wanted to share this with you. Now, normally I would try to hold up the book and show you what the cover looks like. I can't do that because I've gotten in the habit of getting my books as eBooks, electronic books, because then I can highlight key passages that really speak to me. And I can email those to myself And then I can turn it into a Word document or a Google Doc. And so that's, I was looking through my notes and just kind of coalescing my notes. And I realized this is very, very important information that I wanted to share with you. Because this book has been a game changer in my life. I mean, honestly, just incredible influence over my life. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Anyway. So I'm going to share with you some of the key excerpts that come from a book called The Map of Consciousness Explained, and this is by uh, Dr. David Hawkins. He was a noted psychiatrist. He ran a big medical organization for years, and he was incredibly spiritually aware. He wrote several different books. Unfortunately, he passed in 2012. Now, normally when I'm interviewing somebody, I share their bio a little bit about them and I wanted to share David's unique perspective in the very beginning of the book his wife is talking about David and kind of what his experience was like and what his demeanor was like and so I just want to share this uh, segment of the book with you and then we'll hold our intention because our intention is we want to be like David (laughs) it's kind of where I'm going here so she says the presence itself is all that's here in this moment, is how David Hawkins began his day-long lecture at the Institute of Noetic Sciences in 2003. He melted into the infinite presence of love. The experience was so unforgettable that 70 years later, when I asked him to describe that state of infinite love, he didn't miss a beat. All negative emotion, fear, impatience, frustration, disappeared. Instead, there was only the radiance of infinite, timeless, everlasting, all-encompassing love, which was not different than the reality of what I was, what I am. His consciousness had been completely and suddenly transfigured. The mind and its mental patterns were gone forever, replaced by the presence, an infinite, all-encompassing awareness, which is radiant, complete, total, silent, and still. A peaceful inner silence prevailed as there were no images, concepts, or thoughts. In fact, there was no person left to think. All separateness between him and others dissolved, and he saw the same beautiful, timeless perfection in everyone around him. A radiance shines forth from everyone's face. Everyone is equally beautiful. In this state of non-duality, each living thing is aware of every other, and all things are interconnected and in communication and harmony by means of awareness and by sharing the basic quality of the essence of existence itself. Nothing is better or worse higher or lower than anything else. All sentient beings are equal. All things are intrinsically holy in the divinity of their creation. In other words, existence itself is the embodiment of the divine. You existing is the divine in action. All your trials and tribulations are what he's covering in the book, The Map of Consciousness and The Map of Consciousness Explained. Now, we're going to hold an intention in just a minute. And what I want for this intention, what I want for all of us, is to set the bar high and really have that same level of awareness that David had when he had that incredible epiphany and all of a sudden all of the random you know hamster wheel thoughts were quieted and silenced and instead he just felt a complete union with the presence was what he called the divine or god he felt that embodiment and it's like he saw through his eyes were the eyes of god and he saw everyone around him, and every experience as perfect, exactly as it was. He felt no need to change it, no need to criticize or condemn or judge, and everything became the embodiment of love. I mean, how magnificent is that? So as I was reading this book, I just got this vision that, it's, it's like my thoughts are these boats floating along on a sea of love. And my job is to notice the love more than I notice the thoughts. That's my job. Because everything is love. And everything I can experience, everything is love. But I have to be the one to experience it. It's not an outside thing that I go, oh, that's loving. No, it's that inside I know I am love and everything I experience is love. And it's up to me to choose to experience everything as love. So that's what I want our intention to do for us. So hang on for just a moment. And I'm going to share the intention with you. And then we're going to hold it for 78 seconds. Now, intentions are incredibly powerful. Intentions are basically activating your unconscious mind your non-conscious mind, it's like watching for shooting stars. You're activating your peripheral vision. So you tune in to subtleties that you might miss otherwise. And I'm going to share some excerpts from the book that are so profound and so powerful that I don't want you to miss anything. So by stating the intention, we're actually tuning you to a higher level of consciousness so, that it shifts your experience and you're able to absorb, understand, and embody so much more than ever before. That's the whole goal. Okay. So, hang on one second. We're going to hold the attention. I will state the intention and then we'll hold it for 78 seconds. Now, 78 seconds is important because we all have all these thoughts going through our head all the time. And they're so rapid, latest stat says that our attention span is shorter than that of a goldfish. So naturally, the divine, all the angels, God is looking at us and seeing all this rapid moving action between our ears. And it's like, okay, well, we aren't going to support you until you really focus, until we know what you want, because you're changing all the time. You're thinking about all kinds of different things. so our job with the intention and holding it for 78 seconds, that's long enough for the divine to go, aha, they're serious this time. They're really committed to this. They really, really want this. Okay, I guess we'll support you with this. And that's the key thing. We are in partnership with the divine. We are unified with the infinite field of possibility. We are unified with God. And when we hit hit that intention, we support that intention, they support us too. It's a both and, not an either or. So hold on one second and I'm going to share the intention and then we'll hold it for 78 seconds. So we're going to hear the intention and then hold it for 78 seconds. So if you're listening to this, you'll hear 78 seconds of silence. In Love and Light, we hold the intention that we easily, immediately, and permanently embody the infinite presence of love so that we automatically receive divine guidance and accept everything in our experience as love. Thank you, divine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is done. We give thanks and so it is. Thank you so much for giving yourself this incredible gift. I felt such a huge wave of deep love and joy. I I just can't even begin to explain it, but I know it was your energy and the divine energy that I was feeling. So thank you, thank you for doing that. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the map of consciousness, Dr. David Hawkins laid out the entire spectrum of consciousness from the lower levels of shame, guilt, apathy, fear, anger, and pride to courage, acceptance, and reason all the way up to more expanded levels of love, ecstasy, peace, and enlightenment. And honestly, I got his book, The Map of Consciousness, and I got it. I mean, I understood the different levels and all that, but I didn't really understand it. And then when I got the book, The Map of Consciousness Explained, it was like, boom, major light bulb moment throughout the book. I mean, honestly, I must have highlighted half the book. It's really, really brilliant. So I'm going to share excerpts of the book that just meant so much to me. And there are times when I'll go into it in a little bit more detail, but most of the time, I'm just going to let you sit with it. Because you're very capable very sharp very smart and very able to absorb the energy of this and this is a huge divine blessing that you're receiving compliments of david hawkins because the brilliance there along with his wife i mean just amazing so in the book it says the facts of life mean nothing It is only how we feel about them that gives them our experience of life. And how we feel about the facts depends upon what our perspective is, which is determined by our level of consciousness. We do not have to fix problems. We evolve beyond them. Thoughts have a certain electromagnetic energy form. When we sit in the presence of people who have solved the life problems that we are confronting, their inner accomplishment influences us non-verbally so that our lower level energy is replaced by a higher thought form. That higher thought form sees the problem as a golden opportunity Paradoxically, the journey is more about surrender than attainment. When the clouds are removed, the sun shines forth. In other words, when we let go of what we are not, we become what we truly are. David Hawkins told me one time, inherently, you are Buddha nature. You just haven't realized it yet. He also says, love brings up its opposite. So the very intention to become unconditionally loving presents the obstacles that will need to be transcended. That is jealousy, resentment, impatience, and so forth. So you know that intention that we just held? And I want to revisit it just a little bit, that we easily, immediately, and permanently embody the infinite presence of love, embody the infinite presence of love. So that we automatically receive divine guidance and accept everything in our experience as love. Well, expect a few bumps, right? Because this is what it looks like when it's working. In fact, the book goes on to say what seems like a setback is actually an opportunity to evolve. Where are you evolving to? A higher level of consciousness. There is always more. You can go way, way beyond even the map of consciousness. And they also talk about Heisenberg's principle. And the principle is that as soon as you introduce human consciousness and intention, you immediately alter the field. So in other words, all you have to do is notice where you are that awareness right tune in to what's happening notice your emotions notice what's happening then set your intention that's how you want to feel what you want to create and focus your attention to make sure your attention is aligned with your intention that's how you alter the quantum field to shift your consciousness to a higher level and shift your experience to a higher level that's what it takes. So even a few loving thoughts during the course of the day, more than counterbalance, are negative thoughts because they have so much power. Love is so much higher on that map of consciousness that it just obliterates the negative thoughts. But you need to make sure you have some loving thoughts, especially loving thoughts towards yourself. Oh, that's really important. The book goes on to say, the only way to enhance one's power in the world is by increasing one's integrity, understanding, and capacity for compassion. Super important. They claim roughly 85% of the world population operates at under the consciousness level of 200. Fortunately, we can counterbalance that with the higher levels of consciousness, Approximately 92% of society's problems arise from people who calibrate below 200. But one individual at level 700 counterbalances 70 million individuals below 200. One individual at 600 counterbalances 10 million individuals below 200. One at 500, counterbalances 750,000. Someone at 400 counterbalances 400,000 below 200. And just one individual at level 300 counterbalances 90,000 people who are below 200. So don't freak out. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about this book is they emphasize over and over again, nothing is wrong here. Everything is happening exactly the way it needs to. Everything is just a sign of evolution at work. And we are overcoming where we are. But each individual has to reach for that higher level of consciousness. So the best thing you can do is focus on yourself. The book goes on to say, the most important thing to know is that everything is happening of its own. Nothing is being caused by anything. All phenomena are the automatic consequence of the infinite field. In other words, you are the embodiment of God, of the divine, and your experience is the divine experiencing itself and choosing to grow. So everything that is happening and of its own nature as a consequence of that what it is, not as a consequence of what it does, which is always going to imply a duality of a doer and an action. What the world considers evolution is actually the witnessing of creation, which is continuous. Amazing. Amazing. I really want you to get that. Things are constantly unfolding. And you don't have to be in charge of everything. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to know how everything works. You can tap into what already exists. And you can focus on yourself and improving yourself by really being clear on your intention. In fact, I loved what the book says about intention. Within the field, which is the field of consciousness, the field of infinite potentiality, within the field, potentiality is actually by intention. The field is so powerful that if one continuously holds a thought, it will emerge. Therefore, intention is all powerful. Intentions come out of the etheric body, not from the ego mind, which is what the Newtonian paradigm of causality would have you believe but the movement has already happened by the time you decide you're going to move. See, perception, we've actually been able to measure when you have the thought versus when, before you're aware of the thought. Perception is 0.001 second behind what the essence is. So you already have the awareness of it before you think of it, 0.001 seconds. Isn't that interesting? But what's really funny is the ego goes, Oh, I knew that. But it's really a shock to the system when the ego's monitoring stops and the awareness and experiencing are simultaneous. Perception, therefore, is personally motivated and selective. It's all talking about the ego and how the ego comes in. Now, I am not taking this um, in exactly the same order as the book. I highlighted different segments in the book. And then in order to be able to talk to you about it and have kind of a logical stream of of conversation, I reorganized a few things. So (laughs) if it's not making sense, that's all my fault. But the bottom line is you have incredible influence over the field through your intention. And when you hold that intention, and it's a higher intention, it's one where you're open and receptive and supportive and loving, then things become a lot easier for you. The book says, truth is not a concept, but a realization. Merely by hearing that everything emerges spontaneously by virtue of what it is, you have nothing to do but begin to notice it. You don't have to think about it or figure out its meaning, simply begin to notice that everything is happening spontaneously by virtue of what it is, and that nothing causes anything. It's all about the being. It's not about having or doing. It's about being. What you are being spontaneously creates what you experience. It's basically what they're talking about. Accept that whatever is being expressed on the physical level to look within our own consciousness to see what's being brought to our attention and to see whatever is occurring in our lives is for the purpose of healing. See it as a sign of progress and be happy that we have a chance to heal these things that, paradoxically, are brought up by major or rapid spiritual progress, So when you're experiencing huge spurts of spiritual growth, that's when the stuff tends to hit the fan, you know, and, and you break your leg or you have a falling out with your best friend or something is happening. It's because you've been advancing so rapidly spiritually, you have to continually tap back into that and go back into what is my level of awareness? Where am I consciously now? And am I truly being loving and supportive and compassionate to myself and to others? That's really what it's all about. It's Whatever's happening, it's just a sign that there's a belief system we are holding onto that has to be let go of and canceled. There is something that has to be forgiven and something within us that has to be loved. We thank our illnesses because they've brought to us that willingness and acceptance to move into the field of lovingness and the joy of realizing now out of compassion that this is how the body brings about self-healing. So say to yourself, I am a person who once thought that, but I am only subject to what I hold in mind. I am an infinite being, and I am not subject to diabetes. I am not subject to cancer. I'm not subject to this broken leg. I'm not subject to whatever it is you want to heal from. And that can also be this emotional overwhelm, this upset, this rift in my relationship. Whatever it is that's bothering you, I am an infinite being and I am not subject to this situation or circumstance. As you advance spiritually, the perception of the body shifts and it now seems to be like a puppet or a pet. This shift of perception is from I am the body to I have a body. It becomes progressively obvious that the body is not experiencing itself at all on the contrary it is the mind that is experiencing the body without the mind the body can't be perceived at all in fact the body doesn't have any sensation only the mind is capable of that function I am the mind that experiences the body not the body there eventually comes the awareness I am not the mind either. I am that which witnesses and experiences the mind, the emotions, and the body. I am consciousness itself. We are not the flickering images playing out their drama on the movie screen. We are the screen itself, a non judgmental witness. Of the unfolding movie of life with no beginning and no end infinite in its potential everyone and everything in the world are actually responding to our level of consciousness to our intention and the inner feeling we have about them you become great When you support the greatness of others you become beautiful when you support the beauty of life if you are truly coming from the heart you do not have to worry about success the world will love you be loyal to you support you and forgive you all kinds of mistakes mother teresa's sorry mother teresa's greatest power arose because she addressed the most noble qualities within human nature, unconditional love and nonjudgmental compassion. She exhibited the heart of all hearts, even though she was small, wisened, hunched over, and with no money or possessions of her own. There was a long waiting list to join her. As a matter of fact, people had to go through an 8 year period of trial, tests, and hard work in service to see if they even qualified to join her organization. It was because of her alignment, commitment, dedication, and personal sacrifices that reached a level that can only be described as devotion. When someone dedicates their life to carrying out the principle of a universal truth, that person becomes magnetic. They develop the power of attraction. What they have and what they do are secondary to what they are. It is that quality which the world acknowledges and brings them that we term success. What was it that Mother Teresa acknowledged in others and by so doing magnificently brought forth for all of us to see in her What she ministered to and acknowledged was the intrinsic truth of human dignity, worth, value, nobility, lovability, and greatness. She owned for them and acknowledged for them that which they had not owned in themselves. Consequently, she acted like a mirror to them. By looking at her, they saw the reflection back of what they had denied, the grandeur of the existence of their own beingness. Their own beingness, just being alive is magnificent. You are an expression of divinity. Own that and celebrate who you are. True success comes as the automatic consequence of aligning your life with high power energy patterns and following certain steps. True success is not just about a job, a business enterprise, or money in the bank. It's about who you are as a total person, an energy field that inspires, uplifts, and beautifies no matter what you're doing. True success stems from being aligned with the energy of life. True success stems from being aligned with the energy of life. Wow. (laughs) Obviously, I was incredibly moved by this book. And I'm going to be rereading it many, many times. I took lots of different notes in the book. I only shared a portion of them with you here today. I hope you get a copy. I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes so that you can get your own copy. And I would love to chat with you about the biggest takeaways you've had from what we've shared here today. And I hope that you accept this intention as your new reality. You are the embodiment of infinite love. And as that being you get to experience everything in your life as love. Thank you for joining me. Stay tuned because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? you can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. Wow, I have a tough task to try to find just one thing that I want to activate because honestly... This book has so much going for it. And I shared a lot of really important concepts with you today. I'm super grateful. Step one, super grateful to Dr. David Hawkins for coming up with this whole idea of the map of consciousness and all these different levels of consciousness, because just being aware that that exists and you can kind of figure out where you tend to hang out and you can always Increase your level of consciousness, you have the opportunity to grow. And every time you grow, it's like each level of the map of consciousness is its own world. Everything shifts for you and improves for you. So, how cool is that? And the other thing that is acknowledged in this book is we go through different levels all the time. You know, it's not like you reach a certain level and you're always in bliss. Yay! No. You know he was saying whatever you experience brings up its opposite and that's what i really want to acknowledge love brings up its opposite and that's because the divine wants to make sure we're really truly committed to the intention that we stated you know it's all very well and good to say you want to drive from los angeles to miami But if you suddenly turn and start to go in a different direction and you've typed in the address and GPS, it's going to continually say, but you said you want to go Miami and you need to make a legal (laughs) U-turn. And I really like this concept that love brings up its opposite because the divine is trying to really get our level of commitment, our level of consistency in staying the course So yeah, there's going to be obstacles. That means you're on the right track. How cool is that? I love that. The idea that love brings up its opposite and those setbacks, those hurdles are a sign that I'm on the right track. Yay. Okay. So that's what I'm acknowledging. I'm on the right track. Step three, appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Well, I'm going to be even more persistent and consistent and committed to what I want to accomplish in my life because every time I experience something that feels like a roadblock or a setback or a difficulty, now holding this intent in mind that everything is love for me, I can view this as just an opportunity to expand my consciousness. It's not truly a setback. It's the divine going, knock, knock, knock. Are you sure? Is this really what you want? Okay, step up and take a swing again, right? We're here to help you. We're here to support you. But you have to be willing to step up and support yourself. It can't all be on the divine. You have to take action. As long as you're continually taking committed action towards your intention, we're with you in lockstep, helping guide you and helping open opportunities and possibilities. But you have to keep going, okay? So I'm totally aware of that now. And I'm going to own that. Step four is to activate abundance. And we've got three different ways to do that. Take out a calendar and actually schedule time to do it. Come up with a little trigger, a physical trigger, like crossing your fingers so that you remember every time you cross your fingers, whenever you feel that tension of resistance, then you know this is just the divine getting you to recommit to your intention. And it's a sign that you're on the cusp of spiritual expansion. You're just about to leap into another level, a higher level of consciousness. How cool is that? So instead of it feeling like, oh, it's slowing me down and pushing me back, I get to lean into it and get excited about it and delighted with it. So I can do a physical trigger or I can declare what I'm going to do. And I'm going to declare to you that I truly am viewing everything in my life. As a loving opportunity, an opportunity to love myself more, acknowledge myself, appreciate myself, be grateful to myself. And by filling myself up with that, it overflows and everyone around me gets to experience how wonderful they are and hopefully they fall in love with themselves too. So I'm declaring to you that I'm viewing every obstacle as a sign of love and spiritual growth. Okay, that was step four, Activated. a Step five, celebrate your progress. This is what it looks like when it's working, okay? It is a zigzag. We do not go a straight direct line where we want to go. We get the scenic detours, the beautiful overlooks. We get to stop and refill the gas tank. You know, it's important to be compassionate with yourself and to understand that this is a journey, And you're gonna take breaks. You need to sleep sometime, you know, so you have the energy to keep going. And everything is designed to be a blessing for you and to empower you to expand into unlimited levels of consciousness. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you next time for The Abundance Journey.
0: You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling.